0: we Welcome everyone back to another edition of Cleve and Me, as there's a lot to talk about last week due to some unfortunate circumstances we took off, but we were able to get the band back together and uh, get on to wrestling. I call it the playoffs for WWE as we're getting close to Mania. AEW just came off a really good pay-per-view and a pretty good episode of Dynamite. And then there's just a lot of news to cover with some... Uh, hall of fame news and sad news to cover in terms of that department as well. But before we do any of that, uh, a quick little backstory to our uh, guests here. I listen to uh, the show in Indianapolis uh, every morning, pretty much uh, the Kevin and Query show. It's on 107.5, the fan. But if you're not in Indiana, like a person like myself, you can catch it on YouTube. You could just type in 107.5, the fan or the Kevin and query show and they'll boom, they'll come right up. That's how I do it every morning. Um, But every time I started listening, I noticed that some wrestling music was being thrown in before they come back from break. And I'm at first, I just thought it was a coincidence to me. I'm half asleep in the morning. They come on pretty early. I'm not thinking about, but after about a week or two, it was consistent um, wrestling songs and it usually paralleled to the news that was going on in the world of wrestling. So I had to shoot this guy, and by the way, his name is Mr. Mark Dighton, a message, and he was happy enough to uh, accept that and say, hey, you know what, I just want to talk wrestling. He is the producer of that show, and um, also a Vegemite survivor, which we won't have time to get, get into today, but it's on his Twitter, and I remember that episode with Mr. Jake Query, a funny personality. His that being further said, no here, there, there. Thank you, Mark, for joining us and talking wrestling today.
1: No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you for reaching out, and pleasure. Anytime we can talk wrestling is a good
0: time. Yeah, and uh, it it always is. And I know, like, I'm a big sports guy. We all hear um, I have to get plugged into my indie sports. That's why I always go to 107.5 The Fan and um, obviously start. Actually, I listened to Kevin Bowen's podcast before he got on the radio. And then now it's just been a perfect, to me, uh, mix of the three of you guys with Jake as well. I think it um, it all has been working out. And, of course, with all the other shows there um that's where I get my indie news that's where I get my sports news uh tones you know hey you have your tamp outlets Cleveland and Dallas but that's how I get on mine but for a fresh perspective wrestling today um will definitely be the focus and I'm kind of going to start it right open to you all with just you know I like shooting random crap around I'm gonna I want to bring up Cody Rhodes really quick because I saw and as tones you passed it along to the group chat this morning Uh, If you want to share with us the little news that was uh, shared by a top uh, source on what's going on with him right now before I pass the question along.
2: Yeah, pretty much uh, Cody Rhodes is uh, reported from WWE to have been offered a multi-year massive million dollar contract offer, including WWE championship title runs, strong in-ring character plans, and Hollywood movie slash reality TV incentives. So what that tells me is that first WWE probably threw an offer out there to Cody and they thought he was, you know, a shoe-in to be a WWE guy. And now the rumors keep floating out there of um his back and forthness a little bit, perhaps, and his flirt uh flirting going on with even AEW, you hear his name brought up in the corner to slice wrestling. So Vince is there on the kitchen sink at him now, kind of like one of these uh big NFL free agents getting all that guaranteed money cody rhodes is getting offered a lot of guarantees from vince we'll see if it's enough to bring him in
0: and the reason i start there and mark will start with you and then cleveland joining after that i you know this there hasn't been the big name yet to go from AEW to wwe we've seen many a plethora of superstars go from wwe to AEW, and it's worked out for most of them i would say um i'm a big cody rhodes fan um, from my roots, I'm I'm always been a WWE guy. I like all the products. Um, just, do you have any thought on if you had to guess, kind of what you think Cody Rhodes um, will will do at any point? And are you a fan of his?
1: Oh, I love Cody Rhodes. I mean, I, I interviewed he and Brandy uh, back when AEW did their first show in Indianapolis.
3: Wow. Uh,
1: we we're on the uh, back when it was still the Fan Morning Show with Jeff and Big Joe, we interviewed uh, Brandy and Cody ahead of the the first AEW show. Couldn't be nicer, super nice. I was absolutely floored when I saw that they were leaving AEW just because I knew he had a upper management position with the company and everything. Uh, I wish nothing but the best for them. But I even remember back then he was saying like he only had, he was saying ballpark, he had like five years left of wrestling. He didn't really want to be wrestling into his late 40s or mid 40s even. So the fact that he might be leaving now to get the cash cow that is the WWE, I mean, they're rolling in money right now with how much money they're making. If he can get himself a multi-million dollar deal, and if that includes everything else he wants, whether that's movies or another shot at brandy TV show or whatever they're going to do, I mean, more power to him. Make the money that he can, and you know that Vince and that company is going to throw as much money as they possibly can to get an AEW guy to jump ship to WWE. that would be the first huge name to do that. So,
0: it's and what, be pretty crazy, and and you hit that head on in two areas. One, um you know, Cleveland, Vince McMahon was on the McAfee show and he said, you know what? I bring back whoever makes money. He, yes, he burns bridges, but at the same time, he's got deep pockets. Um, he'll make it happen if he needs to. And I did think it was interesting though, Mark, that you said, "Uh, you know, you had them on and he didn't want to be wrestling now at this age, but Cleveland, you know, money always could play a big role in a comeback as we've seen in, in sports, especially. Do you think as of right now in this moment, um, if he joins a wrestling company where would it be at or do you think he just stays retired and enjoys family time for the most part maybe does some creative writing
3: I think he um, I think he still wrestles Um, from what I read and from what you guys passed around it seems that he wanted a better position within AEW and they sort of rejected him the idea so I could see him winding up at WWE Um, they're offering a lot like you mentioned movie deals um, promise of I, I pr- guarantee it's probably a WrestleMania match within the promise, too. It's a lot of things they're offering. so And like you mentioned, Vince, it's all about the money, whatever sales tickets. And I think Cody Rhodes showing up on Raw will definitely put viewers onto the screen and money in Vince's pockets.
0: Well, as long as it's not Stardust, I don't, oh I'm I'm cool with him <laughs> I'm showing up. I think we can all agree if WWE and him do reach a deal that just bring out the badass Cody Rhodes and let's um, skip any garbage. Right, Mark? <laughs> I, mean, yeah.
1: I mean, I can't imagine if you sign a multi-million dollar deal like that, you're showing up a startup. Like, hey, no. Put this onesie on again. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, the rumor is that if he comes back, the, the, the rumor is that he might wrestle Seth Rollins at WrestleMania and he might make sense. Tonight, so we'll see. He, I think, isn't Ron in Jacksonville tonight? There's rumors that he might show up tonight.
0: And, and that one, that is another thing I wanted to uh, allude to, and you beat me to it. I'm glad you did. Jacksonville, Florida, obviously we all know that's the home of AEW. Could it be a little slap in the vase, face from Vince McMahon, putting him on the very first episode, three weeks outside of Mania? And how does Seth Rollins, uh, WWE screws up a lot of things, but one thing they usually don't screw up is putting their best stars in Mania. And there's just no direction. I mean, the last time I saw this was John Cena in 18, and he had a few beers in the stands and then had a pretty brutal match with The Undertaker. So I prefer to have these things planned out, laid out, get some real good creative. And if they did end the show with either Stone Cold or Cody Rhodes tonight, I think um, you couldn't go wrong either way. Um hoping one of those two things hopefully happen. Since I just talked about it, because I do want to talk about AEW a good amount there, I just want to get right into it. We all saw that Stone Cold Steve Austin accepted uh, Kevin Owens' offer to be on the KO show, but it seems from Stone Cold's promo a little bit that he just wants to kick Kevin Owens' ass. He doesn't really want to do any talk, and he just says, "Um, it's been 19 years the last time I did this, I got three rock bottoms. Um, I'm just coming in here and out of here and making you look like a fool. Tones have you um you know, where's your head lately with this? Do you think we get a match between them to at Mania or do you think they'll stick to it being the Kevin Owen show and Stone Cold Steve Austin?
2: Oh, I um, think it I think it'd be a big mistake if it were to turn into a match because Stone Cold Steve Austin would probably be like any other aging veteran who hasn't touched base in a ring in forever and that'd be an ultimate fail in terms of a match perspective. But in terms of the show... The show could be incredible. They could say some jibber-jabber, some bullshit. Next thing you know, throw a couple stunners or whatnot, crack a couple cold ones, and uh, have it be a mania moment. That's all they need is a mania moment. So instead of ruining a match and having some um, possible bad outcomes in that match, that a match might not result in any memorable mania moment. Here you have a chance of having a, a, a talk show that results in a stunner or something that is um, – an outstanding mania moment
0: you know you always rain on my parade mark if you don't know um which you i you wouldn't have any idea that me and tampa tones are brothers besides that we kind of look alike but he's more of the heel role i'm more of the face role when it comes to things and i'm a sucker for legends having matches and most of the time i'm wrong um unfortunately although there has been some good ones lately uh, we'll talk about aw and staying in other places but I love me a good Legends match, Cleveland, as you know, too. And I know you shake your head because I'm a big Goldberg guy, and I know you can't stand him, Mr. (laughs) I know. I know. I have a lot of – I love the Legends. I'm a Cena fan, too, so you might as well throw me with the kids. I don't got a lot going for me as I get older with the fan base around me. Cleveland, that being said, before Mark jumps in here on this topic, do you want to see a match, or do you want to just see the KO show as Tones is going with?
2: i would
3: love to see if austin still has it i have to slightly disagree with tones just because we've seen guys that edge for example edge hasn't wrestled in i believe it was almost 10 years i believe before he came back from his neck surgery and Sting, for example is up there in age it's a lot of guys that's up there in age that still wrestle so it's a 50 50 with austin does he still have it um can his health hold up but if he does then you should have a match i think a lot of people would be excited to see austin back in the ring one more time
2: and and we have a call on the move fellas a call is leaving indianapolis um mark glowinski is on the move to the new york giants for a three-year 20 million dollar deal with 11 and a half fully guaranteed according to ian rapaport
0: well good i mean good for him that I think we have enough linemen where we don't need to give any more money to linemen personally. Mark, I'm just going to hit you right there with it then. You could feed off the Stone Cold um, KO thing. I would love to know your thoughts on a match or just the KO show. And then really quickly, um, what do you think about Mark Lewinsky officially leaving town?
1: I mean, it's another cult that's, you know, you're one less – you've got one more hole now on the roster. You already need a left tackle quarterback, wide receiver, secondary. So who's going <laughs> to even kick the ball? Are you going to go back to the show? You hate to see him leave, but You hate to you see know, it. The Colts, the Colts have all this cap money. You could easily kept them. So obviously they're going in a different direction and who knows as far as the stone cold Steve Austin thing, I I'm like you, I like the legends. I could do without another Goldberg match though. Um, <laughs> That's but, fair. But <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a huge Shawn Michaels fan, but when they did the, the return match at Saudi Arabia, I have still never watched that match. I refuse to watch it because I heard how bad it was and I don't want to have a tainted Reality of what happened to Shawn Michaels. So I've never watched it. As far as Stone Cold and Kevin Owens, I think it'll be a little more than just a segment because they keep—they're not just calling the Kevin Owens show. Now they're calling it like a showdown or whatever. Yeah.
3: They're,
1: I, they're building it up as it's going to be a little more than. I don't expect it to be a full blown match, but I also don't feel it's just going to be a segment where he walks out and stuns him. I feel like there's going to be a little more to it. I, I would love to see him come out in like the bulletproof leather jacket or something.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome.
1: The double knee break and throw some middle fingers in the air. That'd be awesome. So I yes. don't think it's a full-blown match, but I think we'll get a little more something than just the Kevin Owens, like, an in interview segment. They have and, to. It's WrestleMania. Two uh, nights,
2: You got to sell 100,000
1: tickets two
2: nights. Wait, the
0: most stupendous. <laughs> you got to, Pat McAfee, make sure he, the most stupendous two-night event, which um, a lot of people, you know, here's my thing on that really quick. I didn't even think about getting into this, but, to me, I like the only reason I like two nights is because I got tired of sitting there for seven straight hours. After four or five straight hours, I'm like, I'll, I'd rather come back tomorrow and almost skip my break. But they could probably just do one night of four hours and well, avoid it all.
1: My thing is too is like you have two nights, but you also see how much how much fat they could trim off. Like you have like three celebrity matches right now. You don't need three celebrity matches. You do one maybe. You got three already. Like you got 16 matches and you got this bloated roster and you got three celebrity matches. You're just kind of. It's kind of overkill
0: right now it, it definitely
1: like five hour mat, five hour nights a night. <laughs> just a little trimmed down
0: <laughs> i totally agree as you know like bad bunny was really good last year but one of those is perfect and every celebrity is not good at it we see some good more bad um you know um, another topic before we move on because it was uh not the saddest news of the weekend but some pretty um shocking stuff on friday night smackdown if for those who have not seen it uh, Big E unfortunately was in a tag team match where uh, Ridge Holland and Sheamus, as they've been feuding with, and now Butch. Which I don't even know if I, we'll get into that as well if we have some time. But Ridge Holland throws Big E. Unfortunately, gets him pretty much in a bad spot where he lands right on his neck. And you know, I wasn't watching live at the time, but I noticed they they cut out real quick. There was a lot of help in his attention, and he went to the hospital. He sent out a couple of videos on his uh, social medias that have gone pretty viral saying, you know, he's doing pretty good. Um, he could, he could feel all his extremities. Um, he will obviously miss a lot of time. It will not be an easy comeback, but he's in good spirits. Um, I, man, I knew Big E was loved um, tones, but I did not. The, the outpour of support for him. I feel like he might be one of the most beloved wrestlers in all of the country, not just one business. I just feel like he's that beloved in the sport especially after this weekend. And especially I've noticed that a lot.
2: Yeah. And you see, uh, you know, the new day appear everywhere outside of wrestling as well. Uh, you know, I need three of them Woods, Kingston or Biggie Langston and Biggie Langston has really kind of taken the dynamic role of the three lately in terms of wrestling. We've seen that Kofi had his run lately. It's been Biggie, uh, We've never seen Woods get it quite yet in terms of single stardom. But Big E is loved by all, and that was a scary scene. And the thing is that people don't realize they all want to say wrestling's fake, but the things that happen in the ring are very real. And these um, are athletes doing athletic maneuvers, and, uh, you know, that was a botch. It's like, you know, to an extent less extent in other sports, but you screw up in other sports, that's a screw up in wrestling. Ridge Holland will be dinged for it. Shouldn't lose his job over quite, but you should be put on probation. Maybe you have some punishment, so to speak, and, uh, you know, patch that up so it doesn't happen again. Because at the end of the day, the last thing you need is talent, injuring talent.
0: Well, yeah, besides Vince giving him an earphone, I'm really interested to see how that works. Because um, we haven't had this, um, you know, since we started the podcast a few years ago. I haven't seen this bad of an injury with this big of a name um, in a while. So um, one, I'm interested to see where they go with the story. Cause obviously won't have Biggie now, not that it was the biggest story going into mania to begin with, but, um, you know, as you alluded to, you see him in a lot of places. Um, you know, we've seen him in the college shows in the morning, Biggie, you've seen him in Super Bowl, uh, pregame and everything like this. Uh, Mark, again, I know, you know, We're all probably big fans of Big E, so I don't got to really ask if you're a fan of him. But it's a shame to see this happen. And it just shows, you know, no matter what uh, business you're in, even the entertainment business, the WWE, uh, this type of thing could happen.
1: I mean, Big E is fantastic. It's one of the few guys I've never heard a single, single bad thing about, whether you're a wrestler or a fan. Like, you've never heard, like, oh, he was a jerk in the airport or anything like that. Like, nothing. So, I mean, he seems to be like one of those true good guys, one of those fan favorites. You see guys and girls from all over, not just WWE, AEW, yes. Japan, Ring of Honor, all these guys and girls reaching out saying like, prayers, get better, all this stuff. I mean, I hope the, the rumors that it could be career-ending are not true because I love watching uh. the man in the ring. I love watching him perform. I love just the energy he brings, his humor. I think he's hilarious. It's It's just a truly gut-wrenching feeling seeing that. I remember I saw the replay. And same thing, I didn't see it live, but I saw the replay and it just, my, my heart dropped because I was like,
0: I don't know how you fully, you know, I mean, just seeing it's painful enough, but obviously going through it, like I couldn't even imagine the impact you feel right away or what's going through um, your mind at that time. It's just, and sorry, my mic cut out there right there. So if I interrupted a minute, I'm just a jag off kind of, or my connection's bad. It's one or the other, but um, in reality this, I mean, I, I'm just glad he does have feeling and he, he was sending out videos and people are, but that's just the type of guy he is. He says, everyone, don't worry about him. Just go do your thing. I'm going to get back. Like he truly doesn't want attention. He's not out here to, you know, um, for anything else. Like you said, AEW, he has a lot of buddies. I could almost argue besides the new day characters, he might actually even have more close friends in that business now. Um, because there has been a lot of turnover and, uh, the support all over social media, especially Twitter, has been huge. Cleveland, I know we always talked about, was his run cu- cut too short with the WWE title? Um, obviously, during COVID, we lost Roman Reigns for that pay-per-view where Biggie went in as champion. Vince McMahon put Brock Lesnar in the other match and took that all out. I know in hindsight it's but you know... After seeing all this love and support, maybe maybe they should have kept that title run going longer than that.
3: Um, I wouldn't say that only because I think his character is just. Um, a lot of people aren't too. I don't think a lot of people believe that a guy like that, Biggie. He's sort of like got a goofy character, and it's like you know you really can't have your world champion throwing pancakes in the crowd, slapping meats like that. But to the injury. I, when i saw the replay of it man it was very cringing to see that because he was dropped dead on his head and after reading the comments and stuff um what's the guy name that did it uh um, rich Howland. rich holland apparently rich Howland has a history of injuring guys in matches I, somebody brought up uh chopo and there's another guy in xc that tours acl wrestling with him so maybe that just wasn't a one off incident. you know maybe they need to sit down and sent them back down to nxc to learn moves better because that was just a poorly executed move like we know we see accidents in the ring but that was just like really bad to see like it's a simple the uh, german you know over the head german suplex and biggie landed dead on his head so that was horrible to see but i will say as bad as all this is this could have been a blessing in disguise for biggie because a lot of people were you know not really filling his goofy character, so the time away, people will miss him, and then WWE can sort of tweak his character a little bit to make him a more believable world champion and take away all the meat slapping and you know just all the silly stuff that you know. Hey, see I mean, I I, I don't
0: mind doing that sometimes. You I know, he's a good.
3: But you know, when you compare that to like how badass Roman Reigns is or Brock Lesnar, you know, you want your champion to carry himself a certain way. Well, That's what Vince
0: something. wants, I also, yeah. I mean,
3: well, the fans too, because you know, a lot of people, I, like, for example, Paul watches wrestling from here and there and he always texts me and he just like, you know, Biggie's a good guy, but his character is just, it's goofy. It's too goofy to be a world champion. So maybe this time away you could tweak the character or something, but we will definitely miss Biggie around for, um, I don't
0: know how long he might be out. Well, I mean, I don't think it's too even early to speculate anything right now. The few things we can all hope for. Number one is the quickest, best recovery possible. Uh, number two, I, I'm not going to sit here and slander Rich too much. I don't I'm not going to pretend like I know everything you know about what he's done in his past. Um, if they do need to cr- correct some things with, you know, and maybe tweak it, sure. Do what you need to do. Get them in the performance center more, but unfortunately accidents do happen. And this is what the wrestling business can bring you. Um, like Tony said, you know, every TV show out there is fake too. This is a business where you still have to complete your moves. You got to be in the ring and you can't, um, you know, be a slacker at all. You got, you got to keep on it. Um, you know, tones, before we get to your damn report real quick, the last thing I wanted to bring up, because then I want to get into AEW after that and um, close out the show that way. Unfortunately, even worse news than that, we did have um, Scott Hall, a WWE, not WWE, excuse me, WWF legend known as uh, Razor, uh, Razor Ramon with world championships in WCW. Um, his career began in 1984, Mr. Scott Oliver Hall, and... A lot of people are going to know him for NWA, but he has done so much for the entire community. Um, any, any moment, any time. Uh, like for example, I saw his Hall of Fame speech today. I'm, I didn't watch all of Scott Hall's career. I know he uh, here and there he still has segments in other industries, but I thought his uh, Hall of Fame speech was great because. Um, He's had a famous line and I said, it, I can't quote it exactly, but he goes, you know, it's not about the biggest moment you make. It's how big you are. And he's just a big dude and, and man, a man, of few words, but it, it resonated with me and uh, brought the whole crowd at WrestleMania Hall of Fame going crazy. So that's my little moment. I, I have of him where I could watch every replay and just always get a little joke. But anything, first off, uh, it's, it's a sad story to talk about. And then what do you remember about Scott Hall in your time of watching wrestling?
2: I liked um, I, I liked the best when he returned to the WWE WWF. I think that was what O two O three uh, somewhere in that range. And uh, yep O two as Cleveland says. But um, you know, and, and it was one of those things where it, it was just an electric return, and he came in and played one of those roles uh, that that was pretty cool. But um, I, I I think that the big thing here is that he's not gone yet. So we gotta hope and pray that. Uh, he pulls through, as Dave Meltzer actually reported earlier that he was taken off life support. And although it's not looking good, miracles do happen. So you never know what happens. But hopefully, this is one of those um, wrestling miracles this time that happens outside of the ring.
0: Yeah, and I didn't want to give misinformation there. I might maybe maybe made it sound that way. He he is still battling. It's just a, a very tough battle. He's had a he had a surgery last week that ended up turning into um, you know having. His hip replacement surgery ended up getting a clot. Long story short, he had three heart attacks in one night. Just a lot of crazy stuff happening. He is on life support battling. Mark, what is your, um, you know, thing Remember most for Scott Hall going forward? And uh, what can you say about him?
1: I mean, he's one of the – probably – I would like to think he's probably the – for never winning a world championship, he's probably one of the more impactful wrestlers of all time. Went from Razor Bone Molden WWE to jumping ship to WCW joining the new world order. I mean, I remember when he showed up on nitro and I was like, Holy hell, what is Razor <laughs> doing here? Yes. And he, I think he famously said, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. And I mean, he just had such great lines. He, was, so, he just got, it was horrible. I mean, I hope, I hope he gets out of it. It's not looking great, but I mean, same thing. I, 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 he's, he's turned his life around. He was in really rough shape a few years ago. He, Yoga, I believe, and turned his complete life around. And uh, you just hope for the best. You hate to see it for guys like that. Seems like he was really enjoying life. And you see how much he meant to guys like Scott Hall and Sean Waltman were just devastated.
0: Yeah. And I'm trying to actually see here because I know he continued to say Cleveland. Didn't you say something about him and impact?
3: Um, I believe he made a few appearances throughout Impact. I'm actually looking at that. Too. He he did. Oh, he yeah. was
2: he was in Impact from um you know off and on from 02 to 05 and a couple times after that. He was in ECW for a couple matches in the early 2000s. He he was totally everywhere. He was in uh NJ you know PW uh, New Yeah, in 2000 few, I see that. So he, he he was truly 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 a legend throughout the That's wrestling awesome. industry. Very
0: true. Yeah, no. So I could just read on him all day, but I mean, he has been in many. Uh, as you go through his bio, wow, there is a lot of uh, wrestling he has done. And you know, it's it, we hope he, just like Biggie uh, is Markaluto. We hope he pulls through it as well. And we have something positive to talk to uh, about sooner than later because uh, you know we always have a lot of cool positive things and rumors to talk about. But today, unfortunately, we just landed on a freak accident in the ring and outside of it. Uh, but before we get on to AEW, where we wanted to focus, more of our talk today coming up after the pay-per-view as I rumble and stu- stumble like uh, Chris Berman does through that whole thing right there. Tones, you want to give us the damn report?
2: Damn, damn. Absolutely, we'll give the damn report here. And uh, as always with the damn report, it's your latest wrestling news in the quickest way possible from around all the wrestling outlets Kenny Omega is interested with the rematch in a particular star and that star is actually in the industry of NJPW um, and it is with Tetsuya Nato, and I guess he's a top star over there so be on the lookout for that one another WWE star could be set to undergo a name change Elias is the next one up we've seen it lately with Butch and we've seen uh. it lately with and we've seen it with Gunther what would Elias' name be? <laughs> Who the hell knows, but um, you never know. But we haven't seen Elias on TV for a while, so maybe he's coming back retooled. According to WrestleTalk, Dominic Mysterio says that it's not his intentions to ever wrestle his father in a one-on-one match. We might never see a Mysterio on Mysterio wrestling match. Some people hoped we'd maybe see that one day. Dominic Mysterio closes the door on that a little bit. AEW signs a bare-knuckle boxing star, and she is going to compete in both, perhaps. Paige Van Zant doesn't shut the door on competing in both, as she is both a bare-knuckle superstar and now an AEW superstar as well, so that's pretty cool. Impact Wrestling, we got a birthday in the house. Real Lady Frost, it is her birthday, the ice-cold killer. Um, go over there. We reported on the Cody Rhodes news earlier, Vince McMahon through the kitchen sink his way. Eric Bischoff says he'd rather see Cody Rhodes return to WWE over returning to AEW. Uh, Brad Shepard reported that Charmelle is joining the WWE Hall of Fame, so good for Charmelle. She had an incredible run, in particular when Booker T had the King Booker days and Charmelle was the queen. That was pretty cool stuff. Uh, Stone Cold announced that his next guest on the Broken Skull session is lita the wwe hall of famer is set to join stone cold steve austin over there Mick foley announces he does have a new podcast the wwe plans to celebrate 316 day this wednesday with the best of wwe austin 316 hosted by stone cold steve austin streaming on peacock uh more details on that to come there reportedly doesn't appear to be any backstage heat on Ridge Hollowin following Big E's injury. A lot of people have Ridge's back um, after the injury happened. That's according to Wrestle Talk Trish Stratus on one more women's title run. Maybe if the opponent was perfect. Wardlow says he's excited to have the mic more often. WWE has launched its own NFT platform. Sarah Logan does plan on wrestling again. And last but not least... Chris Jericho felt Vince McMahon viewed him more as a second match guy than a main eventer, and that's according to WrestlingInc.com, which rubbed Chris Jericho the wrong way. That's today's damn report.
0: Damn. Um, And, hey, you know, everybody, there's so much said there, everyone could grab a little segment or bring up something new. But one thing, before I give it off to Mark and then to Cleveland, out of the news you mentioned that I wanted to bring up, actually two really quick I also heard, besides the um, Charmel getting in, that the Steiner brothers might be next, but there's a little conflict between Vince McMahon and the Steiner Bros. But look for them to possibly be um, set out next week. Is the Hall of Famer that joins Taker, Vader, and now Queen Charmel? Also, the Stone Cold Steve Austin beer is getting released in a lot of markets starting this Wednesday too. I've heard. Um, I always wanted to try. Wanted to try to find it. I've never been able to. Um, without trying too hard, but I'm excited uh, hopefully to hopefully have that sooner than later. Uh, Mark, any news in there, anything at all that you uh, thought was interesting or wanted to oh, comment on?
1: The, the Pete Dunn-Butch thing? <laughs> I mean, what are we doing here? Um, like, Walter, I, I don't understand why WWE, <laughs> like they have these guys in WUK, NXT, or NXT UK, NXT, and they have their names for years, and then all of a sudden they get the main roster, and like, you know that guy? This guy, now it's like, why don't you just like, yeah? Hopefully, you can see me. Uh, the war raiders are all of a sudden there. Like, you can't say war, so we got to change it. And then now Pete Dunne is Butch and Walter is Gunther. And I just, and then the, even then, like Tommaso Ciampa is just Champa. So there's a whole bunch of stuff where it's just like, I mean, even people inside were saying that the Butch name was dumb. And it's just like, I, I guess Vince is wanting to watch Jersey Boys or some like, 1930s like, <laughs> Broadway show, watching Grease or something. like. I really don't get what he's doing and why he's dressed like that. He looks like a paper boy. No! no. He looks like a paper boy from the Great Depression. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> so, hopefully they figure that out. Uh, Charmelle going in. <sighs> great. I, I, I hope she for the uh, Hall of Fame just with Vader and Undertaker alone, but Charmelle, well-deserved by her. And then the Steiner Brothers is interesting because obviously Braun Breaker, is the sun. So you, yep. which, that's another name. I'm like, I don't know why you're not just going with Steiner. If you want to keep like the lineage going with wrestling. But. Right. Cause
0: it even took a guy like me a quick second to put two and two together. Like if they would have kept it easy for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean they make it so hard. Sometimes <laughs> like, you, it's not that hard. WWE, it's really
0: not. Um, a couple of funny things there. So I always, as I mentioned a few times, I try to feed light on situations and when i was hanging out with my brother yesterday he goes yeah i see they're calling him butch now and i try to talk it into a light but i really it's hard to do after a while with some of these name changes and i do have to laugh once in a while because okay could i get used to a new name like Gunther and walter if his name was always Gunther and now it got changed to walter it would probably have the same effect. It's really not about the name, but as Mark said, it's about how long they've had the name and how they originated into the, I mean, Walter was a star, literally the champion, the, you could almost call him like Roman Reigns dominated SmackDown is how Walter dominated NXT UK with Imperium and his team and how they did things. And then you bring them over. Cool. I like that, you know, get him more exposure, get them in the United States, but then a name change happens and it's almost like, it's a knock on him without even him doing anything a little bit. And then Butch, I love Pete Dunn. I think we all do, but you're used to seeing this badass badass in NXT. And um, I'm not saying he's not a badass, but um, Mark pretty much took most of the words I could have said out of my mouth. It didn't um, look as good to keep it as kind as possible. Uh, Cleveland, when you see these name changes happening, uh, you know, mostly with the NXT guys coming up, uh, Tomasa Champa, another famous star. Do you think when you get to a certain point point in being a really good, why mess with something that's not broken? The old saying, do you think that's the case?
3: I think maybe because Vince, you know, probably doesn't think people really watch. I'm just spitballing here, but maybe thinks people really don't watch NXT UK. So, I mean, he probably just thinks, what the hell, nobody's really gonna know the difference. But I do agree. Uh, the costume for Pete Dunn was just ridiculous, the name is quite stupid, but. Hopefully it doesn't change who his character because I was a huge, I am a huge Pete don fan. I think he was probably one of the better guys that was on NXT UK. Um, it's nice to see Queen Charmelle go in. She doesn't really get the credit that she deserves during the Booker T world title reign and this whole King of the Ring thing. She was right there by his side helping him win a lot of matches. She played her role to a T. Sometimes as a young kid, I used to hate her because she would always help both win. but <laughs> That's I, good,
0: I, though. That I, means she did her job. She
3: did her job correctly. But now I get older and I understand how heel works. I appreciate everything she done. It would be cool to see the Steiners go in. I know they were a big tag team in the 90s. Arguably one of the better tag teams of the 90s. But I, I read a while that Steiner and Stephanie really does not have the greatest relationships. He said a couple mean words about Stephanie. So I uh, I don't see that happening unless Steiner comes out and apologize, but it would be great to see a great tag team from the 90s be inducted into this Hall of Fame. This is a great class coming together. Undertaker, Vader, and Queen Charmele. It's good.
0: It, it is a good class. Now, we could have left it at Undertaker, um, and and just I, there was a lot of chatter there after he got announced. They could have easily just made it there about him, which – um, you know, Vince is talking for him. I think they're going to make his m- more than everyone else, obviously probably get m- more time and all that, but you could easily make it about him. At least they're adding uh good people around it for sure. Uh, we've talked a lot of WWE to this point. Uh, we got our damn report in there, but you know, AEW, we came off of a really good pay-per-view about uh, actually just eight days ago now. And we've also had an A Dynamite and a uh, Rampage since. Tones, you brought him up in the report once, and I want to get, we'll just go around the circle here on this uh, character, especially because I think it is his time for a big push Uh, in AEW. He not only is a champion, Mr. Ward, uh, or I shouldn't say that yet. He could be... I don't want to get ahead of myself. He could be a championship this week, Mr. Warlow, the TNT champ. He also is a part of the MJF stable, as we all know, and he did him a little bit bogus. Now, we all know MJF, to this point, has not treated him the best at times either. You know, what do you kind of... Tones, where do you see this going first? Then uh, we'll give it off to Mark. Tones, start with how much you like him, and do you think um he'll become the TNT champion and really build that up
2: i'm a huge wardlow guy actually and he he is all the makes and build up of a uh, back in the day wwe or wwf enforcer type guy like a snitsky who just you know his presence is felt there and is a a big body like figure he was MJF's bodyguard for since 2019 now so about three years if if you're adding it up and uh they had some great moments together. MJF would always bark and Wardlow would do the biting. So now it'll be interesting to see Wardlow doing both the barking and the biting. Usually, sometimes big men um, aren't great on the mic. Wardlow said he's really looking forward to getting some work in on the microphone. So we'll see the type of star that Wardlow could become. And if Wardlow does a good job on the mic, I, I see him with championship poten- the championship potential that a lot of people think that he has, and I think that Wardlow is nothing but an up and comer, and he's going to be around for a long time in AEW. I truly believe that, and he's honestly one of my favorites. I'm a big Wardlow fan, Mark. Big Wardlow fan. Uh, I do not think he wins the TNT
1: championship on Wednesday, they just put on Scorpio Sky, and I don't think MJF is going to take that uh assist that he got in the dog collar match. With Sam ah, Limey. I like that. So I think, I think we're going to see a Sean Spears chair shot maybe to Wardlow or maybe Ooh. just a MJF turn for real. And that program, I believe Double or nothing's only like a couple months away. So I think that's going to be the program going forward for Wardlow for the time being is MJF versus Wardlow. Scorpio Sky gets the TNT championship for a little bit and then uh, go from there. But Wardlow has championships in his future. It will not be in the near future. It will not be on Wednesday night.
0: Uh, and... You know, that, that is a good point. Scorpio Sky di- just did win the title. Um, I don't know why I didn't give that more consideration. I just think Warlow's big, going to come in here. But they put two storylines on on path, so easily the MJF thing's not going to go away. And, you know, CM Punk and MJF, they put on a great show. MJF and Jericho now. MJF and Warlow. First off, that's why MJF's so great. Um, he is... In my eyes, the best bang for your buck in AEW, and he doesn't need to be in the title picture at all to prove himself. He just keeps taking out a star after star, and now what we can argue could be one of the biggest up-and-coming stars in the business of AEW, and that would be Wardlow. Uh, Cleve, from an outside perspective looking in on this here, Wardlow, MJF, uh, who would you like to see have a bigger – if it's possible even for World O2, but a bigger 2022. And that Double or Nothing pay-per-view, by the way, is May 29th. So, yes, yeah, about a couple months away here. So what do you think, Leaf?
3: I like MJF. I think i stated in the past that he's one of my few people in AEW to actually do pay attention. He cuts fire promos. And, it, you know, I know he, you said that he's um, the type of guy that doesn't need a world champion at the moment, but it would be nice to see him eventually climb the ranks and with the AEW world title but i want to ask a question to you guys because i think we sort of brought it up in the group chat but i seen yesterday before you guys even brought it up earlier that ftr sort of mentioned that if you know the money was right and the situation was right that they would go back to wwe so i just i just want to see like what do you guys feel about that because i find it funny just i think it was like what a year and a half or so ago you know never go back to WWE, you know, it's this and that. And now they're willing to go back. So I just wonder what changed within that time from going, leaving WWE to going to AEW.
0: Well, I'm going to let Mark take it first. The only thing I want to say on that is even, you know, you're hearing reports of that happening with FTR, but now Cody Rhodes, we got a little rumors on that. Nobody has made that move yet, um, but it's possible for any big star to do it at any time. And you know, maybe money just outdoes the a few harsh words that might have been said. But, Mark, you want to give your two cents on that um, topic?
1: I think the thing that's changed is yeah, the money might be better again. If all of a sudden a uh, FTR's contract is up at AEW and they say, Hey, Vince, you want us? Pay up and see what happens. And again, Vince is not going to throw a ton of money at a, a team they're going to bury like on all you know, superstars or main event or whatever the, whatever their just peacock only shows are. Yeah. So I mean, and they and I mean the WWE tag team division is just <laughs> not great. So you go into team like the F- FTR, the Revival, bring them back and see what they do. But yeah, I think money talks. And granted, it's a ton more work with WWE because they do house shows and everything like that. Whereas AEW, I mean, you've got Dynamite, you've got Rampage, and you've got Dark, but all that's done in like three days, three two three day spans. Whereas WWE during house shows, traveling the country all the time. So. It's a lot bigger workload, but if the paycheck backs it up, then maybe they think it's worth it.
0: How And before Tone jumps in on this, how much do you think that decision of workload plays a factor when people, because I know all people always say Vince McMahon is, you know, the worst, whenever, whenever they leave, the people come out and say, Vince McMahon's the worst person ever. How could you just let somebody go? But really, at the end of the day, how much of a factor is that part you just talked about with the workload being a lot less prevalent for, um, compared to WWE for AEW?
1: I think it pay, plays a pretty big role because from what I've heard, like you're paying for your own flights, you're renting your own cars. That's why you're budding up with people and traveling on the road. You have to flip the bill on all that stuff. So if all of a sudden you're doing these all nighters and stuff where you're doing raw and indie and then you have to get to Dayton, Ohio for a house show tomorrow night. Like, I mean, you're on the road a lot. That's what they say is the highest burnout level is with the professional wrestlers. Cause you're on the road constantly. You don't get to see your family. You don't get to see your friends. Yep. You miss holidays. You do all that other stuff. Whereas AEW, I think Tony, has done a really good job of saying these are our shows we'll do dark matches and everything we'll put those on youtube but everybody gets work it's kind of like their version of the performance centers what dark and all that other stuff is and then no house shows we don't have to get you on the road we'll do our shows you know for rampage and dynamite and that's it so i think guys are going home girls are going home seeing their families seeing their wives and children they're not just yep. out on any personal time i think they've done a really good job with that so wwe's kind of in that older business where you're doing the house shows, and even I don't even know if they're making money on the house shows, but I think it's just for guys to get work and guys, girls to get work and go to smaller towns and everything. But the burnout rate to be pretty high. That's one of the biggest oh, complaints yeah. you see is that there's, you know, you're constantly on the road. So we'll see what happens.
0: And and tones, your thought on that, and then tones, spin it back to us with another AEW storyline you like coming out of the pay per view leading in the next few weeks.
2: Yeah, you know, I I agree with him. I I agree with Mark completely. I think that a lot of burnout does occur um, when you're on the road that much. We've heard multiple wrestlers actually say that they like um, perhaps performing in other industries more a little bit because they don't have to go on the road all the time to house shows and whatnot. And that um, not only are they wrestling more, but that increases their chance of getting injured more. And like Mark said, that's more money out of their pocket because a lot of them have to pay for their own travel expenses. A lot of them have to pay for their own hotels. A lot of them have to do those types of things. So it, it, it gets um, to a point where expense really does become a big problem, especially if you're a guy on the card like an Akira Tozawa type or um, someone of that nature, like we've seen a guy like Tony Neese or – Bobby fish, or maybe some names that, you know, aren't getting paid big dollars in WWE that, Hey, you know, if I could make the same money in AEW and I could jump over there and, uh, it's the same money, but I'm really going to make 20 to 30,000 more a year just based on travel expenses, hotel expenses alone. And I'm also going to save three nights a week by, uh, you know, being able to stay at home. I think that's uh, a really good thing. And I think that AEW is continuing to taking positive steps and, positive strides in the industry. I think Cody Rhodes is a shocking loss. I think it was a big loss, but at the same time, every week now, well, obviously not every week, that's an exaggeration, but more times than not, you hear about a lot of top-name talents going to AEW. We heard a couple last week go to AEW between William Regal and between the Hit Row member, I'm forgetting his name right now, Swerve, I want to say, but nonetheless, there you go, but Um, You know, big name guys keep going to AEW and it's going to become to a certain point, I feel like, how I felt with WWE. You know, they have all these guys. How are they going to get in the airtime? Let's hope that doesn't become the case. But I think they're doing a great job at building their roster. I think their storylines have been pretty solid. And, uh, you know, I think AEW is going to continue to be another good wrestling outlet for any wrestling fan.
0: Yeah and uh Mark I, did you have something to say real quick before we I do
2: I do have one thought.
0: Go ahead
1: Yeah I was just going to say that like I don't even think it's just that you know being doing so many house shows for WWE is a huge deal but AEW gives the independence where you can go work a a show like a warrior wrestling like Lance Archer just did in Indianapolis's backyard He's a lot of WWE whereas you're an independent contractor with WWE you're still under contract with them you can't do shows for smaller companies or anything like that. You can't make money on the side. It's just strictly, you could be sitting and catering, but you're under contract with WWE. You can't do any outside work. Whereas AEW, they allow you that freedom. So again, and it's, fun- right too.
0: it's funny you bring that up because Jeff Hardy actually, um, in Bolingbrook, Illinois, a suburb right outside of Chicago, just did a, a little thing last week and our buddies got to meet him. Um, from our Bulls on Tap uh, friends that do a bunch of coverage for them. Um, they he, Lifelong hero. Obviously, Hardy um, was just released. And let's get into this because, you know, we're getting to the bottom of the show. I really appreciate uh, the time from all three of you, especially uh, Mark Dykton, because I know you got, unfortunately or fortunately for us other three, we don't have to uh, – you know, have have the whole family thing yet? Yeah, so we really appreciate your time and efforts in segregating that out it's of your for me. I
1: appreciate it. I'm it's a little wait time right now.
0: Um, and yeah, because I also believe, um, you know, you're a girl's dad. I believe I read that in your bio as well. And um, unfortunately, uh, the uncle we just lost, he had th- he was three girls' dad times three as well. Um, so I we know how fun, but yet challenging that could be at times, and in, in the same realm.
1: I'm getting him. In, I'm gonna try to get him in the ring at some point because we do want <laughs> wrestling, and then they immediately start beating me up and everything. So that's how <laughs> the three girls under five, but they they can kick some ass. So
0: they're coming. Hey, anytime you say three girls, I am getting out of that fight and running as far as I can away from that scene. So I think that's a really good deal there. Um, we are in the last part of the show, uh, C- Cleveland. I'm gonna ask you, Jeff Hardy. You, I don't have to say much. William Regal. I don't have to say much. Um, a little bit more, um, you know, with some other signings, but these two especially. Which one do you think is? Which one excites you more? N- number one and number two. Uh, I, I'll start. I think the Regal one. Right, right when he saw him come out in the Moxley fight versus Danny Brown. I thought that was one of the cooler moments I've seen in a um, while in the wrestling ring. But girl, what do you think about those two, and who you lean towards seeing? Where you're more interested?
3: I think William Regal is probably the best of the two to show up just because he can have a backstage role. He's a phenomenal GM in NXT, well-respected, so he can carry that over to AEW. Um, Jeff Hardy, you yeah. Jeff Hardy still. Oh, Jeff what are you going to talk
0: about, Jeff Hardy? Come yeah. on now.
3: He's old now. He's not the same Jeff as he used to be. You know but he's I mean? athletic. I... Yeah, yeah, he still is. You know, some of these older guys when they show up on AEW just gives me a little flashbacks when. I would
0: argue Matt Hardy's in worse shape physically than Jeff Hardy. Oh,
3: oh yeah. Actually, I mean that's not even
0: an argument. I think I that's mean, just that's, a fact.
3: That's not really a big comparison right there, but it's cool to see Jeff there. But I just think it's not the Jeff of old. Basically, he's slowing down.
0: Well, Tones, he went thumbs down. Are you going thumbs up on Jeff Hardy return?
2: I like Jeff Hardy. I think he's a classic guy who brings uh, good storylines to the table alongside his brother, Matt, especially. But uh, I, th- I think Hardy has a little bit left in the tank. We know he's nearing the end, so might as well enjoy him before, uh, you know, he does fade off.
0: I'll leave that to you, Mr. Mark, to split the decision in which direction uh, you're going.
1: I love Jeff Hardy. He came out to the theme song, the old theme song. I got yeah. it. I popped big time. I think they got one more <laughs> run in them. I would love to see a Hardy Boys Young Bucks match like they did a ring of honor back in like twenty seventeen. One wow. more ladder match, fade off into the sunset, but give me one more run with Matt and Jeff. William Regal, I love to. I want him to yell War Games at some point. <laughs>
0: yeah, oh that William could start William, a war.
1: William Regal with Daniel Bryan Danielson and John Moxley is going to be incredible I can't wait to see what they both do but they've got a lot of guys AEW's got so much talent it's going to be interesting to see how they spread all that time out so we'll see
0: and you know I'm going to hit it because you just did Then there too is before we get our final thoughts and get out of here that is interesting AEW grows by the week almost grows by the day I feel like these days whether it's a developmental wrestler um a WWE you know previous star or what have you They do have a decent amount of shows, a couple of dark YouTube, uh, obviously on Wednesdays and Fridays now, but everyone's time is hard to find. Sometimes I, for example, I could think of a guy like Brian Cage, who I remember seeing a lot at the beginning, um, who I don't see as much these days or um, other, you know, Jack Hager, I don't want to say he has conflicting schedule and stuff like that. But there's a lot of stars to me that had more impact when the business was first starting up than do now. And not saying that's for right, wrong, or indifferent, but like you said, screen time is so huge. And I really, it's going to be hard. Um, Now, the one thing I do like AEW, obviously they have more creative freedom. So you have a chance to probably get in the story you want more and be um, on TV in a bigger role than just a squash match or something like that. But Tones, he brings up a very interesting point. Do you think eventually... You know, kind of and not enough's enough, but you got to draw the line somewhere. Or do you think it just could keep growing and growing and growing? And it, it Tony Khan's deep pockets too, it's not going to matter much.
2: Yeah, I kind of mentioned that myself. Um, where they're to the point where they're adding a lot of guys and it becomes a problem, perhaps as we've seen with WWE, some people might be unhappy with their air times, but. The nice thing that AEW added in is those two dark shows per week as well, which gets guys more involved. It gets in more airtime more so where it's not just live events that aren't on TV. Like if you were to perform in a live event uh, that's not on TV for the WWE on a house show that only holds one to 2,000 people or if you could perform on a dark show for AEW that is on their YouTube channel, You'd much prefer to do that. So at the same time, they do continue to find ways and room for these guys. And we all know the industry of wrestling is like a revolving restaurant door. So as soon as people come into the industry, they leave the industry. So just because AEW adds guys like Regal, Hardy, and Isaiah Swerve, Strickland right now, next week they could lose a couple that we know of as well.
0: Yeah, because contracts do come up at any time, just like sports that um – I would love to talk a plethora more about, but there's really nothing talking about. As you guys know, the Colts fan um, never gets his piece, uh, unfortunately. But that's here and there, Cleveland. You're a WWE homer. I know you're going to tell us how bad this is for AEW probably to keep growing, right?
3: It is. You know I mean? oh, come on. I knew you would. You know I mean? I knew I it's the same problem WWE <laughs> have, you know, and then honestly – even if you are making it on TV let's be honest you know some guys who are only delegated to only sent to main event or 205 like that's cool but who's really watching you know these side shows it's all about being on the main show so you will run into problems of certain guys want uh, you know more screen time than others it's any company that would have it you know, I still believe that AEW will eventually turn. You just two so. You
0: just have sour grapes, man. <laughs> You're just like, man. When it comes, that's disgusting. But you know behavior. why? Don't. I? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't. Even, I, 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 we argue with them all the time. We've, we've, we try, we try, we try, and this is what we get, Mark. It's really just you kind of behavior. bullshit. <laughs> only,
1: exactly. It only took WWE three years to do something with ricochet. Finally, I mean, these has been
3: he's good but if we're being honest he can't hold a promo so that's probably one of the many things that held him back you know it's something i mean
0: the well one thing i will say on ricochet because we have so many topics to get over to we couldn't even get to him congratulations to him obviously as a champion but he was united States champion once but you know i thought he'd get the push after and then he got kind of brought back down after that United States championship run where I'm like, man, they're actually taking the USA title and the intercontinental title. And, and then they find a way to make things screwed up there. I do like Finn Balor being the championship of the USA title. Cause he deserves to be on your screen. No matter what the guy, first off, he's done so much for the industry. It's like Cesaro. Now nah, I didn't even want to get into all this, but you have, Cesaro wins it. I was at WrestleMania last night, last year, day one, Tones, you were in Tampa as well. I go see Cesaro beat Seth Rollins straight up in a WrestleMania match, straight up. And now you can't find him in a locker room. That always type of thing is going to dishearten me a little bit. Because Mark, I think you were talking about a ricochet thing. Where I think a little of your frustration comes is, is you do get these WWE stars who have put their time and effort in, and then sometimes, probably just for falling out of love of Vince's hand, they fall to the wayside.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ricochet, Cesaro, same guys. And Big E was looking like that for a while until he got the... T- he was always paired with the New Day, and he was getting tag team runs and stuff. You're like, man, I feel like he can do so much more. And they just wouldn't give him the ball and let him run with it. And they finally gave it to him, and unfortunately, I mean, it just wasn't the best title run, and they took it off of him. But there's always so much potential with these guys, and you're like, I would love to see what they can do, and they just kind of get hampered. Same with Finn Balor. Finn Balor won the Universal title, got injured, and he had to give it up, and he's never been the same since. They always go in and out with them, and it's unfortunate, but Vince has his guys and girls, and then everybody else is basically fighting <laughs> for any kind of airtime they can get. So yeah. let's see what they do. And, and all, what you're saying about uh, AEW, they do yep. have a ring of honor now that Tony Khan acquired it. So maybe a talent that isn't getting time. Granted, they said it's not going to be a developmental company for them, but you can see some crossover with that as well. It gets more airtime once they get a TV deal, which is supposedly going to be with HBO Max maybe. And See that could
2: perhaps that could perhaps uh help them keep Cody Rhodes as well if he wants to be in executive role maybe uh they'll put him in ring of honor in charge of something over there too yeah
0: well, and then the, the whole ring of honor thing too, you know tony Khan, um. I, I'll bash him at once here and there, but 90% of the things he done is really good. He was a little goofball and gets excited sometimes and comes out and he has, but uh, he's pretty authentic. Like when I was at CM Punk night in Chicago, I still remember Me he too. was like, a kid. yeah, you were there too. It yep. wasn't that, I mean,
1: incredible.
0: The, I've never seen a half hour span of people's lung capacity, just chanting CM Punk. Literally, I think for a half hour straight. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, my, my vocal cords were gone. Thank God for those ice cream bars because I needed yeah. it. My voice was gone.
0: Those were awesome. Um, the t-shirts were even pretty good. And, and that was a whole night that brought back memories and a lot of happy tears in that stadium um, because it, that was one of the coolest things. Um, sticking at the topic at hand though, we've already come up on the top of the hour. I've taken up way too much of these um, guys times. And I know that we all love getting away and talking wrestling, but you know, something I want to give you guys besides your final, uh, send outs here an AEW storyline moving forward. Um, you know, we've covered some, but something in the year in the future, looking forward to, maybe it's something we already talked about. Maybe not. And then for that's for Tones and Mark. And then Cleveland, for you, since you're such a hater, you could bring up a WWE storyline because you probably have no storyline. You're looking into the future um, as you are a...